Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about Clover. One afternoon recently, I was driving on a backcountry road when I saw a woman standing in the meadow in a familiar posture. She was bent over with her hands on her knees, looking in the grass. And I thought, I know what she's doing. She's looking for four-leaf clovers. I recognize the pose, for I have often stood in that exact same way as I searched the clumps of clover in the meadow near my house. As a result of these searches over the years, I have collected scores of four and five and even six-leaved clovers, which I dried and then arranged a dozen at a time in picture frames that now hang on a wall in my living room. Some might say I'm just lucky, and that's why I can find so many four-leaf clovers. Myself, I think it has more to do with patience, plus the ability to detect pattern against ground. At any rate, I am grateful, whether it is luck or ability, that helps me find four-leaf clovers. I do spend time each day carefully observing the natural world around me, and if I am in the meadow, clover is often what I end up looking at. And since clover figures in more legends and folklore than any other plant, it's easy to see why clover would particularly attach my attention. Plants take on folkloric significance because they have gained some material or economic importance in a culture. This has certainly been true of clover. There are over 300 species of this hardy and prolific perennial, which is a member of the pea family. Clover is common in fields and lawns and along the side of the road and blooms from April to November and during early morning frosts in the spring and finally succumbing only when it can no longer abide the frosty nights of autumn. Clover is an important grazing crop for livestock because it is high in protein and minerals. It is also beneficial as a cover crop because its roots fix nitrogen in the soil, thus increasing its fertility. Many types of wildlife also depend on clover, including bears, beavers, rabbits, and raccoons. It surprised me to learn that humans also consume clover. We have used the fragrant clover blossoms to make wine, flavor cheese, mix into smoking blends with tobacco, and to keep moths away from fur coats in storage. Clover blossom tea is taken for coughs, and clover blossom poultices are applied to ease the discomfort of abrasions and rashes. I had always thought of clover as the purplish-red or pinkish-white varieties that grow about a foot tall. So I was also surprised when an acquaintance pointed out to me the abundant swaths of sweet white clover growing along the edges of country roads. Growing up to six feet in height, sweet white clover waves its masses of tiny white flowers as cars rush by, unaware of the extraordinary fragrance of this clover variety. A small bouquet of these blossoms will perfume an entire room for months and a sweet, fragrant smudge stick can be made after it is dried. Since prehistoric times, both the three-leaved and the four-leaved clovers have been used as emblems of the ancient mother goddess. Evidence from 5,000 years ago suggests that the three-leaved clover was a symbol of the triple mothers, 
who controlled the phases of birth, death, and rebirth. The four-leaved clover was used as a sign of the old mother goddess who created and sustained the four elements, the four directions, and the four seasons, in other words, the totality of life. When Christianity overspread Europe, the three-leaved clover, or shamrock, was appropriated and became a symbol of the Christian trinity, of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The four-leaved clover was reassigned to the Virgin Mary as a sign of her benevolence and protection, which is how it came to be considered lucky. To be in clover, even today, means to be very fortunate, and to find a four-leaf clover is still considered lucky. And so, my dears, may you find yourselves in clover, and if you are lucky enough to find a four-leaf clover, pin it over your right breast and you will have success in all that you do. Blessed be. You've been listening to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.